Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com slash support. This program may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Animation Podcast. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John Starr. With me is the hard man with hard opinions, AFLM. Hi. <laughs> and our king baby duck, Evan. G-spot rocking the G-spot. <laughs> and Elite Four Dirk. What is that? Sorry, I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Long... G-spot rocking the G-spot or the mask? <laughs> um... Yeah. This isn't a podcast for talking about where the G spot is. Well, <laughs> you know what? Let's just start with that. Why, why? Why not just start with that news and we'll and and we'll move on? Because so this is Wicked Animation. So we're we're going to be this for all of our listeners. We're going to be more of a, a whole into the West sort of thing, but it's going to be an integrated mix because anime is a part of animation. So we'll be talking about everything that is animation. And Let we're also say, at this point, I'm still not sure whether you're going more towards masks or G spots. <laughs> okay so why why g-spot rocking the g-spot so um, <laughs> finally so there's been a lot of news about some shows returning so the first yeah. one that i want to talk about is that phil lord and chris miller have finally accomplished their main goal of their careers bringing back clone high yes one of the greatest shows of canadian television that barely anybody saw because nobody watched mtv during that era <laughs> uh yeah. clone high is one of the greatest shows, one of the greatest animated shows ever made. And um, so just a, a quick rundown of the premise. I think we've talked about it on the show before, but uh, just a rundown, a quick rundown of the premise. Um, way back in the 1980s, secret government employees uh, dug up famous guys and ladies. And now those clones are sexy teens now. And they're all going to high school in clone high. Um that was the that's the theme song, by the way. Um, so like the main character is is Abe Lincoln, and he's a uh, just gone through puberty, very tall, awkward kid. And his played best, by Will Forte, by the way. Played by Will Forte and his best friend Gandhi, um, who has ADHD, played by um, um, Michael McDonald, yeah. and uh, and then her um child and then and then Abe's childhood friend slash wants to be uh his girlfriend Joan of Arc who is a goth um like mm-hmm. such an amazing 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 show and we have and the chance Abraham to have Lincoln it. has a crush on Cleopatra that yeah. close to the gothic era like, yeah. that might be a player like <laughs> call on a play on words well yeah. the um 
And and the whole the whole idea of the show is it's a it's basically a lampoon on uh, Degrassi. Yeah, because Degrassi Degrassi was a Canadian high school drama show, and that's basically what they made fun of the entire show was Degrassi. Yeah, so like every every time they talk about what the next episode is going to be, next time on a very special clone high. We should also make the point too that Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs, is also a co-creator of yeah. the show too. Yeah. So what you're saying is they had a better uh, run of this than Little Hitler on Comedy Central. Yes. Yes. So yes, they bad. did. You're not. Th- oh, by the way, Little Hitler was um, was Robot Chicken. You're thinking of Little Bush. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, yeah. honestly, did better than both of those, right? <laughs> did better than both of them. Did better than both. Um, yeah. So it's um, it, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing show. And if anybody can find the thirteen episode run on DVD, uh, which you still can find, I believe. I don't believe it's out of print. Like, do yourself a favor and buy yourself a copy because I, I think Andrew and I personally have watched through the entire series at least a hundred times. It's just and so watchable. It, yeah, and quoted it all through college. We yep. should make the point too that it has some amazing guest stars too. Like Marilyn Manson shows up to sing about the food groups, and it's yes. just the, one of the greatest moments in TV and history. It, it and is. Michael and Michael J. Fox shows up for literally one line. Yeah, and he was a guest star. He's Gandhi's right kidney. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah. I have a question for when we finish this. It's a hypothetical, but it would be who is your favorite celebrity cameo in any random animated series? Oh, but, that's a good question. That's a great question. That um, is a good question. Oh, but that's uh, hard. Um, yeah. So. It, the show is so quotable and they and they ended 13 episodes at 13 episodes on a cliffhanger because they were expecting to get a season two. But the show was canceled, was not picked back up for another show. But man, is it so great. So great. Um, if you look in the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, you see a billboard in the background for Clone College. Uh, who knows? Maybe that's what it's leading up to. Oh my gosh! If they did clone college, that would be so amazing. But uh, but really though, I I feel like they should pick up where they left off because the season one was such a cliffhanger. Like when like they they leave it on the cliffhanger that um, Abe Lincoln is like, but I love you. And then he says both Joan and Cleo's name at the same time. And then it cuts to credits. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and that was the last episode of the series. (laughs) And then of course um, the greatest uh, celebrity in, in, in clone high, who is the villain who is um, uh, JFK. And, you know, he's just the the like totally obnoxious high school jock with the greatest Boston accent ever. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> ever bad happens to the Kennedys. Kennedys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get off my dinghy. Not you, sweet. Not Jake. you. Uh, actually, uh, Christine and I often. Um, the, so there's this part which we don't refer to like when, when we say the line, but there's this part where they're at a party and JFK asks Joan, is like, so uh, are you too drunk to sleep with me? And then Joan kicks him in the face and then he goes, answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> Christine and I throw that line at each other all the time. Well, like, and, we, and it's because with, with a, 
me and my buddy Victor would also say that to each other all the time. We're just going to answer the question. Answer the question. <laughs> yeah. I what remember, was, what was the, uh, the, the evil scientist, Bitterman? The, the episode that I always think of is the one where it's him against a squirrel and the squirrel's catchphrase would just, <laughs> Try it! Bitch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, squ- oh, skunky. skunky. Why skunky? Why? <laughs> and then after that, there was you got crowns, ass face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, D- just a gold mine. That show is gold mine. Um, yeah. Um, what? Uh, so there was another show too that you should mention was just announced for a spinoff series. Not. Oh, yes. So the second show. Uh, Mission Hill. Oh my gosh, Mission Hill! Yes. Mission Hill was so amazing. It was a, that was a show that like really broke ba- barriers and boundaries when it came to dice, not just network cartoon, network adult cartoons, but network TV in general. Yep. Um, I think without Mission Hill, even though it was canceled, a show like Family Guy could never have gotten off the ground. Um. Which which really stinks because Mission Hill is very clearly the better of the two shows, right. like hands down. Um, but there, I, I have so much animation history to nerd out about about this show. Um, first being that it was the last show in animation history that was hand painted by cells in watercolor as well. In, the back, the backgrounds are the backgrounds were the, all the background shots are done in watercolor. Yeah. Um, another interesting piece of history was uh, it was the first animated gay kiss uh, was was there as well. Um, One of which, the very first things you actually see in the show. The, yeah. What? We made out. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's the reason the reason why I bring that up, especially is because the spinoff series is about uh, that couple. Right. Is yes. that what you had mentioned? Um, the, and, and they're awesome characters in the show i there isn't a third one derek there's no third reason i (laughs) i just i though granted after hearing remembering that part i got i ironically got clone high and mission hill mixed up with the what you too good to be gay like your old man yeah yeah that's right that's in clone high yeah uh so i I feel bad about interrupting so i like that you guys are picking up on my miming (laughs) <laughs> no um it's uh but mission hill was was a great show so that one is a show about this little brother who is so smart he's a middle schooler i believe who is going to no, high he's school high, he's in high school he's, he's in, in high, high school. school but so so but he's like jumped a couple grades because he's so smart but now he has to go live with his out of college deadbeat brother who lives in mission hill of an unknown city right. um, cartoons. and um i believe the brother is voiced by scott menville who also went on to do the voice of robin on teen titans that is correct yes. um yeah and wait teen titans or teen titans go both, both. same thing hey okay didn't know yeah. it actually yeah, yeah the, the same voice cast from teen titans as teen titans go that's that's actually just a side note. Um, the entire cast of Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go is exactly the same. They didn't change a single voice. That's, um, re- that's really surprising to me. Because yeah. I think no, no. They dumped one and rebooted it. it no, they did. They did. They changed one voice. They Who's? changed the voice of Slade. Oh um, yeah, because they couldn't get Ron Perlman. That so now sense. it's now it's Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. So. Uh, 
one of the funny things about that era of animation as well, also mixing both uh, Clone High and Mission Hill, is you had uh, Michael McDonald, Nicole Sullivan in in Clone High, and then in and then in Mission to Hill you had Mo Collins, all Mad TV cast members. Yeah, you also had Brian Posehn too. But yeah, Brian Posehn was in there. On, he was my that was my second favorite character was him. Yep. Yep. The theater at the college I went to is named after him. I'm pretty sure. Brian really? Wait, no. no. One of the original. Oh no, one of the original Mad TV alumni. Oh shoot, Brian. I gotta look this up again. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, one of the original alum from the Mad TV show actually went to Salem State. Is really? that right? I didn't yep. know that. Frank Johnson? No. Oh, God. Where's my phone? Frick. <laughs> Go find this. I, I'm actually interested in finding this out. Um, le- probably lesser to people uh, who, who didn't watch. Times. <laughs> but it was a really interesting time, that era, with Mission Hill and Clone High. Because then you also had some other shows, like The Oblongs, who yep. had like Will Ferrell in the cast. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you also had Baby Blues, which had... Um, Michael Malley in the cast. You had like these great, but sadly short-lived cartoons um, who were voiced by like people who would go on to like make these amazing career choices. Yeah. Um, which is really sad because these cartoons were actually better shows than what we have on TV right now or, or back in the day when those shows were on. Derek, you figured it out? Brian Callen, the Callen Music Theater of Salem State University was named after Brian Callen. You're kidding me. Okay. Do I remember Brian Callen? I, I got to look up Brian Callen now because I, I know that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I missed the, those shows. So I'm, I'm really happy that there's this resurgence of bringing back old shows that should have been on the air all along. Yeah. Because there's those two. Kevin Smith has announced that he is currently shopping um, a clerk, the, a clerk's reboot cartoon as well. Yeah, he has said that if if Hulu passes on it, then he'll shop it off uh, to to anybody else. Even Netflix might has even shown interest in bringing back the clerk's cartoon. But like Disney has to like make the first like pass. That would be so awesome. Mm-hmm. Just curious, are there any series that, in like popular opinion, people want to be rebooted, but we have serious objections towards? That is, wait, so series that people want rebooted, but we do not want rebooted, or we don't think is necessary, or or shows that we yeah. want rebooted, but other people won't. First option. Okay. Oh yeah, that that oh, already I wish happened. We like said Thundercats. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But, you know, yeah, like Thundercat, She-Ra, uh, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, even though like that one might be good because Kevin Smith is behind it. Uh, okay. But but I don't know if it will be good because uh, Netflix is still involved. Uh, and let's see. Then there was a third one. What was what? Oh, uh, Voltron. Voltron started out as good. And then it and then it kind of it fizzled didn't. out at the end. I, I felt like. With, with Voltron, I did really enjoy the first few seasons of it, but like you could kind of tell you were they were like running out of ideas like quickly during the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. I should probably throw that that show in the background while I work because I, I don't need to pay attention to it as closely. Like something I would 
I would have liked to see rebooted, aside from the fact that they've just constantly kept trying to reboot it multiple, multiple times, has been, what if Power Rangers just went on a hiatus and disappeared for 10, 15 years, and then we tried oh, to bring it back? Yeah. Well, you think we'll actually make a good product out of Power Rangers at that point. So they tried the Dark Gritty reboot Power Rangers in America, and it was the okayest. Dark Gritty. Are you talking about the uh, the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers? Because then I am all in. <laughs> Gritty. <laughs> oh my Zordon. gosh. Could you? No, no, no. Could you imagine like different colored Gritty Rangers? Oh. <laughs> so, um, Common Rider has uh, a a show like it's not beyond the realm of possibility because Common Rider has like transformations of you know like pirates and fruit and all sorts of really weird things bugs yeah bugs um so <laughs> hockey mascots maybe i guess <laughs> mm, by I'm, the way all right how about I how about this sign one up fully for the gritty rangers yeah. <laughs> like at least three episodes of it and then it can get canceled that's okay but i need to see more than one <laughs> okay i i just thought of a show from like the 90s that it could be a good reboot, but deep down, I know they might they might mess it up. Duckman. Oh, okay. Is that the one with Jason Alexander? Yes, Alexander. Yes, yeah. that's the one, Jason Alexander. Okay, I never saw Duckman. I know Duckman, of it. But... Duckman like paved the way for like adult animation. Like Rick and Morty wouldn't exist because of the way that Duckman's humor was, with mm. it being so fast paced, like. It was it was one of those shows like it's just one joke after another and another and another and another and another like you was one of those shows you had to watch over and over again to get every single gag that was being thrown at you and it was brilliant because of it not to mention the social commentary it delivered every single time like it 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 really played well to people's common senses while at the same time giving a middle finger to like concepts like political correctness and uh <laughs> participatory trophies and the like yeah hmm. cool cool um i, I, I knew that it... today yeah. <laughs> um i think one other show that does come to mind that i think would be it would work really well because it could absolutely bash on on how shitty hollywood has become the critic you know what? I, I kind of had a feeling that that show was going to come up in conversation. I, I don't know why, but like I, that was and that's with John Lovitz, right? John Lovitz is Jay Sherman. Honestly, I remember more about the critic than the best episodes of The Simpsons. I feel like everything that involves Jay Lovitz is always very questionable. It's like, well, it's good, but... Hey, never question Rat Race. That's one of the yeah, greatest films. Rat Race. Oh my god, greatest movies ever. That's, That's Hitler's good, lipstick. But, uh, watch it more than once, and uh, I've, I've seen that movie a thousand times, and it's funny every what single time. Because cable TV forced it down your face. No, no we it's saw it in theaters. We saw it in theaters, and I own it on DVD, and I watch it at least once, uh, at, at least once in a while. Okay. <laughs> it's a okay. fantastic film, and I, and I could actually write an entire like essay on why yeah. it's a fantastically structured film and why and, it's so loved. Probably and, my and I could fly over the moon, but why haven't you done that yet? 
I think my favorite part in that film is when it's uh, Rowan Atkinson and Wayne Knight and they're driving together and like he, he's got the heart that he's got to deliver. Yeah. The, I, I don't know. The best, uh, I think the best joke that's set up in movie history is the part where they steal Hitler's car and then they end up crashing at the World War II veterans memorial. Um, like that, like that part is just so damn funny that like it, it never ever gets old. So like he accidentally uh, flips off the lesbian biker, uh, the uh, what do you want to call it? The oh, cigarette lighter goes into the mouth. <laughs> Lipstick goes right over, <laughs> over yeah. the lips. Crashes into there, and then when he comes out, tries to explain his <laughs> because he burnt his mouth with a cigarette lighter. Yeah, and oh my gosh, like so it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then and and then the parts with um with I don't Seth- be great animated. <laughs> I would watch a rat race cartoon, but I, no, I think it was okay. So uh, okay, so actually, you know what? I I, d- I actually want to retract that statement because it didn't work with a show like Napoleon Dynamite. Um, when actually, Na- I disagree. I really enjoyed the Napoleon Dynamite I, cartoon. I thought it was funny, but it fizzled out so fast, and I think for a very rightful reason. Well, um, I did think it was funny. Don't get me wrong, but but so it's the same reason why I don't think Robot Chicken is funny. Like Robot Chicken has good jokes, but I'd rather see their jokes. <laughs> Derek, I'm back. Derek, don't leave. Don't leave us. <laughs> but, but I would rather see their their jokes and their writing done in live action. You know what? It's funny that you say that because now I'm it thinking is. of the I'm thinking of the robot chicken it's bit where they did Napoleon Bonaparte, but with the Napoleon Dynamite cast. And I think it's, it's done that's with still video like the cameras best thing and ever clay. Done. That's live action, or I'm sorry, stop action, but closer to live action than it is animation. So yes, yes, uh, Derek. <laughs> um, robot chicken to me is like is God? like shooting with 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 uh with birdshot in a in a gun is like you you just shoot and hope that one of those things is going to hit a funny you know um they do it better than family guy does i don't necessarily know because family guy tries to create a sense of story in it and just throws things at you like you're stupid yeah robot chicken is at least like trying to come off as a variety kind of show yeah no and it's like yeah. Saturday Night Live if it was extremely quick viral clips. Yeah, so that's, that's they've, yeah. They've done really good at that. That's a good point too, because I mean, in, in a way, especially recently, Saturday Night Live is is exactly the same way. You know, like just that buckshot of shooting, and hopefully something's going to hit a funny. Well, you know, I've watched I've watched endless Saturday Night Live lately, and a lot of them don't know how to actually end. They don't write endings for the script; they just end. They really like, need no, to get. Yeah, like there's yeah. no punchline. They know what no... the time limit's supposed to be for their sketches because they know when the commercials are supposed to happen. You know, yeah. at well, least uh, this, uh, Robot Chicken built into the nice little uh, niche spot where they knew you didn't have commercial breaks in a 15 yeah. minute show. Yeah, so they can they can determine the flow of their show and they can you know make sure the entirety of that show is accounted for mm-hmm. when it comes to the peaks and valleys all right yeah. but I, but regarding Robot chicken which i really love and enjoy i think though when it comes to like sketches and like comedy and animated form 
Brian Neely's hard gnarling Scorpio PPO, I thought was the better of the two. You said, I think you said it right. It's hog gnarling Scopelio PPO. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump in on that pronunciation? <laughs> I mean, I remember the show. About on that one, so. Barely remember it. It was it was also a very short lived show, but it was nothing like China, Illinois. Oh my gosh! Oh. Oh. China, oh. I still sing China, China Illinois, Illinois is the best, best at math. math. China Illinois is the best at math. China Illinois is the best at math. Oh my god! And when the uh, when the dean who was played by Hulk Hogan goes up against what was it the. Uh, it was the one from like the Catholic, the Catholic college or something like that. When they would go head to head, those were like the best parts of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, what was the part where like that really impressive person just throws a basketball through a window? Oh, that was when, and- that was when the ghosts, when like the ghost of the, of the school, uh, it was like, like the school is named after something and then the ghost of him out comes up. And then, and everybody's just like, wow, he's the coolest person ever. And, uh, and the, the professor's getting like really jealous of him. And he just like throws a basketball through a window and somebody comes out. He's like, it went in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hey that- guys, it's me, baby cake. Let's all just have fun and enjoy the sunshine here. At baby cakes calls ghost blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> Come back here, my blueberry friend. No. Oh man, yeah, Brad Neely. Brad Neely is funny. Um, yeah, I wish he. I. I want to see him do another cartoon. Question: yeah. Who's better, Brad Neely, Brendan Small? Uh, Brendan Small. Brendan I. Small. I like Brendan Small better because I've been watching him since I was a kid. Whole movies. Like, yeah, whole yeah, movies all. is brilliant. Oh my yeah. You know what? You know what? I just recently saw. Um, does everybody remember that weird show on Cartoon Network called Clarence? Yes. Yes. Uh, um, I tried oh to watch that and I uh, not get into it. Brendan, yeah. Brendan Small. Blackjack. Uh, Those two shows yeah. are amazing for me. Brendan Small runs a video store in the Clarence universe. Yeah. Like there's there's one episode of Clarence where they go to and rent a movie and Brendan Small works at that store as like an adult. That's nice. You know, he's probably still a Viacom employee, so I'm <laughs> yeah. can pull him into that. So. <laughs> Listen, there's uh, I I love home movies to death, I, and I grew up on it. When, when, at that time when we were not old enough to be watching Adult Swim, <laughs> but we were watching Adult Swim, and the first thing that came on was home movies. Home movies. At yes, the night. and the and coach who is now Bob Coach Turner. McGurk. Coach yeah. McGurk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, but that. Uh, then you you actually finally are of age to watch watch Adult Swim and Metalocalypse is a thing now, also done by Brendan Small, and yes. he writes all the music for it. He sings and like they man. actually made sure that all the musical bits, like they actually animated the fingers on the on the instruments and the guitars to actually animate properly to the sound and not just mimic it. Yeah. Question: How do you guys feel about the fact that Metalocalypse has not been renewed? Despite the fact that there have been, um, you know, fan uh, donations towards so, the effect, fan donations. So here's the thing. I've been noticed. So I still watch Adult Swim and everything like that. The bumpers for Adult Swim has made mention of this, of the fact that fans want it back. 
And I and they always like make fun of the fact that fans want it back. Right. There's right. a big part. They bring of it up, but they like bring it up with happen. like a big middle There's, finger. Yeah. No, no. But here's the thing. I feel like it's a playful metal finger because it's they're like doing this right now, but then they're gonna be like, hey, guess what, guys? Next year, final season of Metal Octolypse is finally going to happen. Um, because considering but, the fact but because how listen, long listen, has this been happening for? <laughs> because listen, listen, Metal Death Clock did a show last year. They had a they did a show at the Adult Swim Festival. That could be a hint of the fact that it could be coming back. Okay. So content still supported and they're still putting it out as part of adult swim content so You're what, saying that's better hope. one Sorry, of the things that they, one of the things that they really need to accomplish though uh because one of the one of my issues with metalocalypse is the fact that uh with the first two seasons being the 11 minute cuts for the episode and then episode and then uh came season three and they were they turned into half hour episodes but then the season four episode. went back to the eleven minute aspect. Yeah, the half hour episode did not work as well. Like they, uh, they really didn't. Like the comedy was was too spread out, and the fact that they had to shove so, like good good jokes into eleven minutes made made the punchlines even funnier because they could do so much more in eleven minutes instead of spread out over a whole story in a half hour. Normally like, I would well, agree with you, but the thing is uh, my favorite episode is one of the half hour episodes, and that's the episode where they go to the doctors. <laughs> and it's the episode where Murderface accidentally gets a uh, you know a hand Oh yeah it gets a hand doctor. job from the yeah. doctor. I'm not gay. You're a gay doctor. <laughs> this is the greatest day ever. <laughs> yes, so, Derek. So I'm going to just counter Evan here and say what I actually loved about it was the fact that each of their episodes seemed to revolve around one of the songs that they're trying to base their death clock identity on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're taking a three-minute song and stretching it to 11 minutes, you know, that that's still a lot of filler you're going to put in there. And that's where those jokes come in handy. But if you're trying to go beyond that whole, you know, every episode is one song kind of thing, you tend to just start to meander around and just start making jokes for the sake of making jokes. It's not necessarily all coming together. Um, Real quick, shout out to Bat Metal, because we're talking about Metalocalypse. Uh, If you guys have not seen a Bat Metal animation, um, you got to do yourself a favor. Just go to YouTube and search up Bat Metal, and it's these two these two animators who take Metalocalypse songs, Death Clock songs, and turn them into a Batman adventure. And they are just the silliest, like I, I mean, absolute silliest things that are on YouTube. They're very well animated too. Yeah, very, yeah. very, very well animated. Uh, another but, thing that but are they uh, silly? um another thing that i i enjoyed about metalocalypse but then as soon as they got released on dvd like i didn't enjoy it as much is in the first couple seasons they used the censoring as a joke like every time they said a curse word it would be it would be censored out by like like uh, an instrument twang yeah Uh, and that was really funny like the censoring itself was funny and then they released the the seasons uncensored and and you you missed that little bit of humor of of the actual curse words being censored 
by an instrument because now they were actually just saying the curse words. And it's like, ah, but it was way funnier when they were being censored by their own sound effects and stuff. Oh, I like that because, like, even if you watch the Jerry Springer show, you hear them being bleeped out and your mind instantly starts wondering, what are they saying right yeah. now? Yeah. Oh. Well, I remember Jerry Springer said in an interview, like, half the words they bleep out aren't even curse words. He just does it just to make it sound funnier. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Oh, heck um, yeah. yeah. Even mystery, even my mystery brings a lot of intrigue. Even my very uh, um, you know swear advocate friends uh, agree with me that that sensor beeps are way funnier. <laughs> well, yeah. I love it. What was in, in Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Aqua something you know whatever and all the other titled shows. I liked when they would say, when they would say a curse word. It wouldn't be just a regular bleep. They would actually use like a different sound effect. Like whenever, like Master Shake, like oh, everything was kind word, of like personalized like to the curse word. <laughs> like yeah. every curse word had its own specific sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when he would say yeah. shit, it would be a fart. Although it was really funny how in um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters, um, they they use the censor beep, but they put the censor beep sound underneath the actual swear. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you could hear them curse, but they would still censor beep. <laughs> yeah. Do I know my favorite part of that movie? The fact that had Boston start to shut down as opposed to terrorist activities with their uh, promotion scheme. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes, they just I do. Of a I... Big and Ur, yes. <laughs> and everyone thought it was terrorists coming to get us. And it was like, we um, were we were nights. actually we were actually interviewing um, the creators of the show like a couple weeks after that happened with Nerdy Show. That's still a recording that you can go oh. to nerdyshow.com and listen to. Ah, yeah. you should post a link in the description. That's what the <laughs> YouTubers say. It was that was actually a fantastic interview. Um, so funny. They 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 are the people who like they are the cartoon that they make. Those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Best thing I love about them is the fact that they literally changed the entire name of their cartoon when they got to different seasons. I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but there was one season It's actually from this interview that, um, that we d- did with them is that there was one time that they wanted to name the show Aqua Tivo avoidance plan. Um, <laughs> that, but, that's it. Yes. But they couldn't, but they, yeah, but they couldn't do it because they used TiVo and it was a copywritten name. Yeah, it's copywritten brand name. <laughs> so yeah, they couldn't so they do just it. They kept but. changing like the, their actual name every single season. To so avoid. people had to, so people had to keep resetting the recordings because it was a different show. Because <laughs> right. why? Yeah. You know well, who I actually, hate? My followers. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you know, the same thing actually happened with um, uh, the show, Mr. Pickles, because like the most recent oh. season of Mr. Pickles, like after the season premiere, which wound up being the series finale, and went into the new show, <laughs> Mama Name Me Sheriff. Uh, huh. And you had to reset your DVR to actually record Mama Name Me Sheriff. Hulu <laughs> has it. My Name is Pickles. Does it have Mama Name Me Sheriff? I got to look that one up. Because that um, would be interesting. Because if they uh, have the rights to one show, they don't have the rights to the name of another show. I also remember that this was a huge issue for when people were watching Young Justice. Because young, because Young Justice season one and two were Young Justice, and then season three was called Young Justice Invasion, 
and everybody was freaking out because season three was no longer being recorded because it had the colon invasion after it. And it was Same a complete, with, marked as a completely different show. Yeah, it was like with Justice League becoming Justice League Ultimate. Unlimited, yeah. Unlimited. I, unlimited, yeah. But those That's were like two shows. Tried, That's like when someone tries to change their company name to get around the lawsuit. Like, <laughs> well, you can't sue me if I'm now under another name. Who's your mail going to? A different LLC. <laughs> Mother effer. <laughs> so, um... Do we want to break into because we're back at animation? Uh, we we wanted to bring back a little thing that we enjoyed. I don't even know if the audience enjoys it, but we do. Yeah. Um, making an anime. Um, I don't so, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> audience, if we're happy, you're happy. Yeah. Deal with it. Obey, obey. Let me tell you how you should feel. <laughs> All right, so um, so Evan, uh, if you would. Why don't you uh, pick right, a, a genre? How many premise cards do I take again? Five and pick two? No. Yes? We all yes. All right. So we have Pet Monsters. Fan service. Oh! Maids. Samurai. And Chinese Fantasy. Huh. <laughs> I I kind of like the idea of running with the pet monsters one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what would that be mixed with? So if fan it was service, because I, I just joined Fur Affinity, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually, if if you go with um, pet monsters and fan service, this actually kind of reminds me of the familiar of Zero, which you know is about familiars as opposed yeah. to what people would think about, which would be Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, so, so is that what we want to go with? Do we want to go with we want pet, pet monsters fan service or do, we... uh, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> pet monster samurai. <laughs> pet like monsters who are made Chinese fantasy too. with pet monsters, which is, uh, technically the Chinese version of Pokemon, I guess. Um, Hmm. So it sounds like that we do want to, we do want to do, oh, you know, actually that would be really funny if it was Chinese fantasy, then we could actually make a show that is a Chinese ripoff of Pokemon. I'm pretty sure they already have that. Nobody jumped at that idea. So, all right, scr- scratch that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so pet monsters and maids, that would probably be Nekopara. <laughs> um, yeah, and fan service and samurai is uh samurai girls that's yep. already been made mm-hmm. fan service and maids that's every fucking anime ever about <laughs> <me>. <laughs> i i don't know i think that we should take a shot at like made pet monsters um or or what was that the one or was it pet monsters and fan service that we were thinking of pet monsters and fan service i think we were probably thinking of although i think andrew shot that down bro i don't even know all right, well, all right, list out the secondary categories again. So, so the premise, so it's pet monsters, maids, fan service, samurai, and Chinese fantasy. All right, fan service samurai. What if the samurai are so set into the Bushido code, but then they get hired by people that are like, 
Oh my god, so can you just like go out there and just like splash everyone up for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going my from loop on the third would be just like another useless object cut with my Oh my blade. god, it's another samurai! <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm typing in the... I'm going a little lumpy spray space princess here. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm I'm putting out the uh, the words that we have right now for our title, um, which is as followed: Magical Girl, <laughs> Quest, Miku, Pocket, Lancer, Stardust, Creamy, po- Creamy Pocket. Ew. Going forward, going forward, I think we should record all of our losers that we don't pick. <laughs> Put them into a special category that we call wild card. And when we get a bad drawing, we can just all agree and be like wild card. And we just go take one out of that. That's true. That's true. I I agree. Mm-hmm. What What does Miku mean in Japanese again? That's just a person's name. I, I could have sworn it meant something, though. You could be thinking of Niku, which is meat. No, I know that. But like nope. Japanese given name. Oh, so so we we can literally just make a, a show about Miku. Yep, is that what they? <laughs> That's right. Because everybody, because isn't Miku an open an open source character? So everybody's like allowed oh. to use her however they want. No, it's Miku's just a name. It's not. Yeah, like a that would person. be like saying it's the Vocaloid job. software that anybody can use. Yeah. No, I understand that. I I, to- I understand that it's just a name. But I'm saying there's an established character that's very popular called Miku. So having Miku in the list only leads to one thing. Because there's I how many other names are in that are, are in that list for A channel A. Okay, I, so I know there are a lot of shared names, but do you remember the movie Pocahontas? Yes. Who's the main character's name? The male lead? John Smith. John Smith. Yeah. You're not allowed to use that? <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, I thought you were actually going to talk about the raccoon because isn't the raccoon's name Miku? I'm just uh, talking about shared names where you're talking about if we're allowed to use <laughs> shared names. Yeah. Like uh, John and I can both attest to this one specifically. <laughs> <laughs> if Christine wasn't in the picture, we could be John Smith right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thinks of us first. They always think of Pocahontas. <laughs> I'm I'm one seventy something percent Seminoles, so maybe I got Pocahontas in me. <laughs> my uh, my idea is to make a show called uh, Pocket Lancer Miku, and the show instead of having the show be about people who have monsters, it's from the point of view of the monster that is owned by somebody. And the monster's name is Miku. And it's, and it's the monster's um, perspective of what they're thinking when they're made to fight from their, from their master. Just, just as a frame of reference for all the Disney fans that are screaming at me right now, the raccoon's name is Miko. <laughs> Pocahontas was on Freeform yesterday, so I, I had just watched it. And mm-hmm. 
So that's my idea, anyways. So what was your so pocket so... Uh, pocket lancer Miku? It's about a a monster. From the show is from the perspective of a captured monster, and what the monster's thought process is on being a captured monster made to fight for. So is it a pet monster Chinese fantasy? Is it fan service, samurai, or maids? Um, I suppose that like the only thing that really fits into it would be like fan service or something like that, because I feel like that there is that it would be fan service only for the fact that I would want the show to be so absurd that it would just automatically have fan service in it. Like that's the, that's kind of the approach that I have to it. Okay. Creamy magical girl stardust. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now available at good vibrations. <laughs> it's such a good vibration. <laughs> Talk about good vibration. That's like not even the next line, Derek. <laughs> well, we I'm still talking about good vibrations. So I you're like you're just the bass player. You're just the bass player. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I will because mm. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's like I feel like that's a murder face line. <laughs> so tell me, yeah, I will, because I'm tired. Because I'm tired. <laughs> I will sit down because I'm tired. Yeah, you're going over, going over the murder face. Yeah, you're going off his desk, man. Don't talk I about me. I'm sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't so I, Just me keep and, things and going. And I love real. that mommy loves me tattoo, or mother loves me. <laughs> his tattoo actually changes like every episode. It says something different on his stomach every single time. It I does? didn't notice that. No. Okay, it, I'm gonna rewatch. So yeah, first, I, I, first episode, it says this mess is a place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so did I? Faces. <laughs> so much more now. Did I? Uh, so did I win this challenge because I'm the only one who came up with a concept? Yep. <laughs> you buy that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I still had a good time. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh jeez. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. John Smith. They can't all... (laughs) 
They can't all be winners. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we learned that the last time we tried playing JLA. Hey, listen, at least it was a short segment this time, so everybody can just like just bear with us for a minute or so and then <laughs> and then we can move on to other things. Before we go on, I love the fact that this Google chat um captions actually picked up Evan correctly when he said, you know, channel A. And then at the last second, changed it to JLA. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the Japanese airlines? Like, wait, there's no reason he should be talking about Channel A. He obviously meant this. He obviously <laughs> I meant, heard it the first time. He obviously yeah. meant Japanese airlines. <laughs> uh, Justice League of America, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of JAL. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what's next? We didn't. We, so this, if anybody hasn't noticed, this is like the most freeform we've ever been with our our podcast. So uh, I did have one question I posed earlier. You did, yeah, and I was willing to answer it. And it was the it was the cameo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just re- restate the question. Restate the question. I, so, I know what it is, but for the so audience, basically the any animated series. What is your favorite surprise cameo that you've had come into that series? So I, I'll actually get mine right out of the way right off the bat because mine actually is the um, Marilyn Manson cameo from Clone High. Um, I talk about Clone High a lot to people, especially I mean, like I, I teach animation. So like I talk about it a lot with people um, and anytime that I want to prove to them how awesome Clone High is, I show them the Marilyn Manson singing the Food Pyramid song clip. Um, it, it is just like, it not only stands to how great of a show Clone High is, but how great of a personality Marilyn Manson is. Um, and and like just his, his uh, a willingness to go into this show with his Marilyn Manson persona and yet sing a child song about the food pyramid is just utterly fantastic writing and celebrity participation on the part of Marilyn Manson. So uh, everybody look that up. Marilyn Manson, the food pyramid song clone high. You see, that's my pick too. Like I stand by Marilyn Manson singing the food pyramid song as one of the funniest moments in TV history. Yeah. Like just in general, like I don't think like when that first came up, when I was watching it on MTV back in the day, I remember I was on the floor laughing my ass off. Like, unlike anything I had ever experienced watching. Like at first, like at first I thought, well, maybe this is because Andy Dick used to do like a great impersonation of Marilyn Manson on his Andy Dick show. And I noticed that he was a cast member. He played the, the sheep professor on that, on that series. So I thought, okay, this has got to be Andy Dick, but this is still funny as hell. And then you see in the cast listing, Marilyn Manson as himself. You're like, this just brought that whole segment to like 200% hilarity in a way that I never experienced. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I want to leave Derek for last because Derek, Derek was the one who posed the question. So I'm guessing he has his own answer. I I'm to break away from the Marilyn Manson and clone high one. I just want to make a mention that Andrew WK was on uncle grandpa for an entire episode. And, and that was pretty awesome. Like Andrew WK played Andrew WK on uncle grandpa selling his like party something. Like that was, that was the basis of the whole episode. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoy when Andrew WK shows up in animation because he he likes cartoons and he likes the animated world. So he he actually pops up in uh, a couple places, I believe, uh, mostly on Cartoon Network shows because that he was around for Destroy Build Destroy. Mm-hmm. So he so he popped uh, he popped in in and out of different voice castings, but um, that that was like the first thing that came to my mind was I was just like I have to see that episode of Uncle Grandpa because Andrew WK is on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Andrew, appreciate the nice little setup there. Um, <laughs> I want to start off by saying the actor and seeing if you can guess the animated show that I'm talking about. All right. My favorite surprise cameo has been George Clooney. Uh, yes, I actually. Know I know. Exactly I know what you're talking about. about. I yes. know exactly which one you're talking about already. Go do you for want it. to? Say, oh, do you want us to say it? Yeah, I want you. I, okay, I want wait, everybody. Recognition here. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, two one. one. South, South Park. Park. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Barking the dog. The way yeah. they bring it up in the initial credits, being like, "Oh, it's Sparking the dog," played by George Clooney. And yeah. Like, what? And then you just hear Sparky having lines like "rough" and "rough." Yeah. And fucking other male dogs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, and yeah, then you realize that. the fact that. Actually, yeah, that was George Clooney who was doing that, and we're really not sure why, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently that all happened, and so, that is <laughs> – go ahead. So actually, so one other thing, too, about George Clooney and his relationship with Trey Matt is that – so they did that movie Team America World Police, which just right. made fun of every celebrity, one of whom was George Clooney. George Clooney was mad at Trey and Matt not because of his portrayal, but because he wasn't asked to play himself. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't didn't that episode actually come out before Team America? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. That was so 97, why, the South Park so, episode. So why did... Okay, so you're saying those two situations didn't necessarily relate with each other. No, like no. It was oh, more okay. of... I bet you, like, Trey and Matt thought, like, George Clooney wouldn't want to do it. But then turns out that... George Clooney sees the movie and be like, why didn't they ask me to take part? George I would have Clooney literally played a gay dog for them. Why yeah, did not, they think no, that no. he would play himself? So here's my here's my look on it is that it's not that um they didn't ask him to or they didn't think to ask him to. It's probably because he would have been way too expensive just to play that one part. Right, right. Like George Clooney is like, especially back then, was even more way at the top of his game for what he was doing. He was doing yeah. actions. Whereas yeah. especially yeah. back in the day of when they actually wrote the uh, Sparky the Dog episode, they were oh coming, yeah 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 coming, yeah they were coming over like way over predictions for money and stuff. Probably the biggest thing that George Clooney did. They could just like give one solid payout to one celebrity guest and be done with it. So probably the biggest thing George Clooney did before he did Sparky the Gay Dog, besides ER, was the movie from Dusk Till Dawn. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is before he did like the Peacemaker know, but, and Ocean's Eleven and but Sparky Batman lot, and Robin. Sparky had a lot more hold with me. Yeah. Oh no, for yeah. sure. Like, cause, cause I'm, I'm 100 with you when you find out that the dog is just George Clooney making dog sounds. Like, it's just like that was a celebrity appearance and really kind of changed the the face of what a celebrity appearance on a show could be. Cause 
like sure he was giving his voice but he didn't actually say anything for it to be like that was george clooney yeah it's and, the same as if you look at uh vin diesel right now as Groot. are you giving yeah. him credit for that role or I, the fact that it's vin diesel that but gives that role like he also flat? He also acted, though, as Groot. He was actually in the True. theater on or, uh, on stages on stilts, wearing you know mocap suits and stuff like that. Yeah. I would I would argue for Vin Diesel if you want to talk about uh, something where he didn't deliver much at all, but but was his best performance ever. Uh, the Iron Giant, yeah. like he was the Iron Giant, and like he barely said anything I in that movie. That one. And he yes. just makes you cry. Like, you yeah, one... I'll go. No follow. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> That actually, that makes sense when you get the whole Iron Giant vibe with the whole We Are Groot vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, you know, you get this one communication where it's like, okay, they obviously are very literate or can't speak very eloquently. I want to once they do like shift from what they normally say and you know it just feels even more yeah, yeah. I also, <laughs> I, I also want to point out another celebrity and like he's got like the most distinctive voice out there so Gilbert Gottfried um in Ooh, one episode, so this? you okay. know his voice you Come hear on. it it's like oh that's Gilbert Gottfried in episode two of the Clerks cartoon, he voiced Jerry Seinfeld, and it exactly sounded like Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. But then Can in I episode say- three, he came in as Patrick Swayze, and it went back to Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, it just feels like one comedian imitating another comedian is... I'm not sure. It's like, okay, yes, you're creating, you know, Seinfeld was a, you know, home fixture for so long, but you know, it was a product created by one comedian, so when another comedian comes along and tries to do the exact same thing, it's not like you're parodying something, it's more like you're copying something at that point. You know, I'm not sure, maybe. Go ahead. So 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 that's an interesting question to pose then, is is what is what celebrity did a part that you didn't even know it was them doing it? Like, cause then, that, cause that's kind of the same along the lines of the same thing with George Clooney, where they're not playing themselves. They're playing a character. Right, and they're, that, that's where I they, was getting along with like Sparky, the dog and grew like with Vin Diesel. It's like, yeah. okay, you have no idea. It's these people surprise. Cause there's a couple of those I can find. Well, I mean, the the one that I mean, the one that always comes to mind is is Michael J. Fox as the kidney, uh, yeah. you know, in Clone High, because he literally he just says, "I miss him," and then that was his that was his guest spot in the whole episode. Uh, but Zach Braff is Paul Revere. <laughs> too late, too late. Gundy is ADD. You get it from toilet seats. <laughs> um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of of one. I'm actually scrolling through a list right now that. Like I'm looking for looking for some interesting names as celebrities. Um, there were a lot of a lot of famous people who were in Captain Planet. Like oh yeah, Meg a Ryan. lot of times you can find people who have like reached their prime after the cameo that you're looking at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happen to be an animated show, 
And then all of a sudden they hit, you know, primetime fame and go on the silver screen and, you know. And Jeff, get, get them I'm while they're super cheap. To- I didn't yeah. know this one. Jeff Goldblum was uh, Verminius Scum in Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, what series of Captain Planet? It just says Captain Planet in the 80s, 80s version. Because Jeff Goldblum was already in the fly at that point. Like, yeah, right? No, Before no Jurassic shit. Park. Okay, yeah. surprises me. Okay. Transylvania 65002. <laughs> um, Ragnarok. Hey. <laughs> When was I, I found? When was J.K. Simmons the, the yellow M&M? He's always been the yellow M&M. Actually, no are you Whoa. serious? He still really? is a yellow M&M. I can see that. Oh man! What? Yeah, yeah. He still. No wonder is. he's a billionaire. <laughs> wow, that's I. I did not know that. Um, Billy West is the. The red that M&M. I that, yeah, I, that knew. I knew, but Jackie that one's Simmons obvious. has always been the the yellow M M&M. and M ever since the nineties. He's been the yellow M M&M. and M. And Jay Jonas Jameson, I absolutely love that the Marvel Universe brought him back. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, that that was the one thing out of the original trilogy you can salvage, aside from Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus, because. I'm still going to argue that was a really great villain. While I'm not the biggest fan of this show, I was at the time a really uh, just big fan of this concept in the same way as um, uh, the Marilyn Manson thing. When uh, Chris Kirkpatrick was in the Fairly Odd Parents as like the shiny teeth and me thing. Yeah, That, that was pretty funny. Jay Leno as the Crimson Chin, I think it was one of my always my favorite part of Fairly Odd Parents when he would show up. Okay, oh, man. so I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, okay. Jay Leno was the Crimson Chin. Wow, I mean, we're think, learning so many things. But do you don't remember the flashback episode where it shows how Crimson Chin gets his powers? He's literally a talk show host that gets bit in the chin. Jeez. Well, and now that makes sense because everybody's always made fun of the size of Jay Leno's chin. So, yeah. Is there the uh, crimson hair where it talks about the O'Brien family? (laughs) Um. Actually, this is kind of interesting. Does anyone out there who knows more about what we don't know? Because apparently we don't know a lot. This would be a great conversation. Yeah, send it our way. Yeah, um, you can do that in in the Discord, like if it just like in the in one of the topics. Yeah, flood the Discord with just like here's a celebrity guest voice. Man, that J.K. Simmons thing blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Depp was in SpongeBob at one time. Oh yeah, he was in an episode what? of that. So was David Bowie. Crazy. Bowie played uh, King Neptune, I believe. He did. Yeah, I believe David Bowie played King Neptune. I feel like he would be willing and ready to play King Neptune. Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) 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 I command over all the life in the sea. What's next? (laughs) So he, no, so the character he played wasn't King Neptune, it was Lord Royal Highness. Okay. All right, ruin my joke. Thank you. That's <laughs> that's not a character I'm familiar with. That's that's past my years of SpongeBob, I guess. Yeah, it was back in 2007. 
it was most likely not as absorbable. <laughs> Absorbent. Sponge joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, All right, Greg. You can it's cut funny, Derek. <laughs> All right. In the past, let's say five years, what's your favorite animated series or movie, and why? One of the one of the shows that I watched recently that I thoroughly enjoyed and and watched all the way through and then I stopped enjoying it but then I kept watching it to get it to the end and then I finished it and the ending was only okay but I still enjoyed the show overall was BoJack Horseman mm. right. um, w- will I say that that was my favorite animation in the past five years absolutely not was it a good one yes um, there there have definitely been better animated shows uh Unfortunately, Thundercats 2011 is like outside of the scope of past five years, but. Okay, well, on that note, um, do we want to talk about like stuff that's been created in the past five years or stuff we've watched in the last five years? I guess that's a fair assessment. Um, um, Mine would probably have to be something like Gravity Falls, I guess. Gravity Falls is a great choice. Yeah. Um, Star versus the Forces of Evil, too, I think. That was a good show. That was a really good show. I really enjoyed that show a lot. See, here's my problem with this question. And it's not a bad question at all, Derek. Don't get me wrong. But um, my problem with this question. (laughs) um, the, The hard part that I have about this question is that I feel like animation in quality has really, especially like kids cartoons, well, and, and definitely adult cartoons, has completely diminished over the years. Um, and I feel like every market kind of tries to feel like what's working best towards them, and they're accentuating one yeah. sort of aspect of the animation while sacrificing mm-hmm. the rest. It's 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 almost like and animated you can see TV that in Western and Eastern at the same time. Yeah, it's long. well, it's like animated TV is trying to emulate, like it's it's trying to, it's it's like an alien is watching cartoons and is trying to emulate those cartoons that they watched and and that is what an animated tv right now looks like and it's all very samey um like for instance um christine and i uh, because we have disney plus we started watching um big city greens on on disney plus and it's actually a really funny show but i really don't think that anybody would ever take the time to just sit and watch it if if they did because it just feels so samey you know well um, and yeah. it's well i mean we have a huge issue with within the adult animation realm where everything is trying to emulate family guy which is why bob's burgers is so refreshing yeah um because bob's burgers is new the the comedy style is different uh, it's not like a bumbling idiot thing going on. And but because then you have shows like, oh, well, we have Family Guy. Let's make a show like Paradise PD that looks exactly like that. And the jokes are even worse, you know, and yeah, literally Fox is still sitting. I there think one of the things we have Family Guy. Let's make the <laughs> Cleveland show and American Dad, too, which honestly, I like American Dad a lot more than I like Family Guy. But that's another conversation. So yeah, it's weird because like I I used to really like Family Guy and American Dad was just okay. But when the quality of Family Guy was going downhill, the quality of American Dad was like skyrocketing. Yeah. Like Interesting. Well, more there. But going off yeah. of what you were saying about Bob's Burgers, I think what makes Bob's Burgers work so well is 
it's a scripted comedy, but the dynamics of the characters makes it feel more like a Kirby enthusiasm style of humor where like every person is just like riffing off of one each other. Yeah. And it just sounds more natural when like Bob and Gene and all the other characters are talking to one another. Whereas with Family Guy, everything just feels kind of stiff and like, you know, flatlined. They're not Whereas, having fun with it anymore. Family Guy is more like forced and almost scientific in the way that they pace their jokes. Like, mm-hmm. like it almost seems like you are ready for their you know, cut off. Mm-hmm. Cut they created a formula that's gone stale long ago. Well, right. yeah. well, Seth, did, Seth MacFarlane admitted that he stopped caring about Family Guy back in like season four. I, I don't before, yeah, before even season ten came, before they even got into double digits. Like he's he stopped caring about Family Guy. Yeah, which makes sense as to why they started to go to the Cleveland show, which failed horrifically. I I thought and I had heard American Dad, which was okay. I like it, but eh. You know, ratings-wise, hasn't been the same. Go ahead. Um, I, I I feel like I, I thought I had heard a thing that um, that Seth MacFarlane actually wanted Family Guy to stop, and but the network said no. It makes us too much money. Yeah, and that's why much. it's still yeah. around. I heard the opposite. Didn't they get canceled multiple times? Right, but then when they brought it back, it was like one of the big things that Seth MacFarlane regretted. It was like, oh crap. Is this is just another Simpsons? It's just gonna go on until we're all dead, and it's it, still so gonna go what on. What you're saying is Dave Chappelle has more honor than Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's you know what thing. I'm referencing there. Here's the thing because I feel like Seth MacFarlane's putting more of his heart and his good ideas into the Orville now. Yeah, right, well, because that's like the, his big there was like project. The, there was like the good, the bad, and the backs and the bad uh, box offering, you know, whatever his <laughs> movie was called. Oh yeah, the Thousand Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, West. which I'm I liked. Sorry, I, I enjoyed Western that movie. Theme. I forgot what it was called. But that was that a tax write off. <laughs> literally caused him more. Red and black. I, um, the other yeah. day, I saw my grandfather watching that movie, and I was like, "Why are you watching this?" <laughs> <laughs> Great, great son. I like it. It's I, funny. I still have yet to watch it. Godfrey, and even before it was released, I still don't know why it is that I was supposed to go watch it, other than the fact that it was something <laughs> Parliament. Like, I've yet to hear anything about it, other than the fact it came out, it bombed, no one likes it, no one will even mention anything about it besides that it's Western. <laughs> <laughs> Going off into like the the adult style, the humor and such, because I like a show that I've been watching a lot lately is the is the cartoon from Bill Burr, which is F is for Family, and like you can oh, yeah. kind of see that there are a kind tiny bit of aspects of like Family Guy in F is for Family, but I like that Bill Burr just goes to the extreme when it comes to like some of the more fucked up humor sort of oh, things. Geez. Bill Burr is one of my favorite staff members on the Chappelle show. That was the first time I ever had exposure to him. Yeah, he's not he's not a he's not afraid of anything. That guy. Yeah. And that's why I like F is for family. It's like it this show is fearless, gives no fucks, but still is hilarious and on point with what they want what they want to talk about. Yeah. Um 
so uh, I, I do think that we should wrap up uh, pretty soon. And th- I feel like that was a great conversation. Well, the conversation on. went fully full. So like we, like yeah, we just we jumped were, from net. We, 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 we jumped from network to network. Live action. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but it, it is pretty interesting. Cause we talked about, um, it, it, it's actually, it did come full circle because we started the show with, with TV shows that were great canceled and might be coming back to TV shows that are still on TV and should not be ever. <laughs> um, so, so I feel like this is a great place to end it. And I, th- I think that's a happy little story right there. What is the greatest cartoon ever made? Walk Fu. Thundercats. <laughs> Betty Poop. Teen Titans. <laughs> all good answers. I don't know about Betty Boop all that much. I've seen like one episode. Yeah, it's you'd have to ask your grandfather that. <laughs> <laughs> he had feelings towards her, if you know what I mean. First wife who <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, Betty Boop was the first wife who. Yeah. That was her purpose. Yeah. Cool. All right, everybody. <laughs> well, if you if you want to watch or yeah, if you want to watch. If you want to join our conversation for Wicked Anime, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You, of course, can find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we are posting all of our news and all of our podcasts and all of our information everywhere. Plus, you can find that sweet invitation link to our Discord, where you can have full-on conversations with us on Discord because, you know, I work from home, so I can always answer any kind of questions that you have on the Discord. Cool. Hey, Andrew, what do you do from home? Well, I'm wor- I am currently AFLM Art. I am an independent artist working on my current life's work of Solarian Sun. That's my webcomic, solarianson.com. Uh, currently, we are up to chapter three on the free stuff, which is pretty cool, because so that's Three free chapters plus the start of chapter three. That's zero, one, two, three. Um, uh, and then, of course, you can subscribe over on Patreon at patreon.com slash AFLM to get even more pages where you, we aren't just up to chapter three. We're up to chapter five. Wow. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of content. So head over to patreon.com slash AFLM if you want to subscribe and solarianson.com if you want to read a free webcomic that I am creating. Uh, cool. Evan, what do you got? All right. So for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter on the J-Pop Video Games and Anime Amino pages and on Twitch at KingBaby.esh. And you can like us on Facebook.com slash BossAbastBrigade and B3Crew.tumblr.com. Yes, I still use Tumblr, even though I probably should not be using Tumblr anymore because who the hell uses Tumblr these days? Probably no one uh, except for me, apparently. Jesus Christ, I should probably (laughs) give up Tumblr right now. But also give a really big shout out to... uh, Black Compat, please check them out on twitch.tv slash Black Compat. Every other Sunday, they talk about some great issues regarding, you know, representation and entertainment, as well as just some fun pop culture chats. I can't read that, Derek. It's too backwardsy. Yeah, I, I saw okay. if you know if you know ASL something. 
Then you know I, I knew what you were you were hand signaling. Derek, <laughs> do you want hold on? Bull bull I Oh yeah. Room. Yep. Right, Bullstein. It's it's your it's your turn. Bullshit. It's your turn, Derek. Yeah, hey, so um obviously you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Elite for Derek. Uh we'll see if I respond. Um, otherwise, <laughs> you can find me uh, basically taking one of the Lego Marvel games and trying to see if 100% completion is actually a thing. So basically, I hate myself, but that's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> did you look up that Lego Underground game I was talking about? Or yes. Undercover? Um, yeah, I actually did look into that, and I honestly do like that, but I just finished Lego Marvel Hero Superheroes 1. And just started Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 because it takes upon a lot of the same things that I just finished doing and actually polishes it a little bit more. So <laughs> trying that now. So I'm almost around 20% there now. But um <laughs> but yeah, Underground is um or Underground is that uh, undercover. Is it undercover? Yes, yep. Um it, it's basically like Lego uh, City Undercover is what it's called. Yeah. Yep. Basically yeah, like a um a reverse GTA where yeah. you're the cop in a free roaming place. Mm. And I keep hearing really great reviews about that. It's constantly ranked towards the top. So once I finish this one, which, you know, once I finish the first in a series, I got to look at the second one in the series. And then once I finish with that, then maybe I'll look at the third. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely going to be the one I'm looking at next up. Awesome. But yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We will catch you next recording when we talk about I have no idea what because we just kind of <laughs> went through all of our extra topics. Maybe you guys can tell us which one of which one of the extra topics that you like the best, and then we can revisit one of them because, I mean, we could literally talk about video games or music or whatever for right. episodes on end on end on end on end so and i don't know i mean we the summer anime season has like is like on its way we could always talk about that but if you want to hear us talk about other things other than anime we're always open to that can i say that's ironic we did an animation section or didn't talk about anything that's currently being animated heck yeah right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry guys spoiler alert you just listen. All right. As to which we didn't talk about brand new animal on Netflix, but yeah. that's fine. We get, we can, we can save that for any time. Yeah. Anytime. Cause it, well, w- let's wait for me to watch it, which will be never, but well, no, that's, not, <laughs> that's not true. You can watch, watch it, the dub is excellent. So watch the dub it, is the really dub. good. Yeah. yeah I, I don't like dubs. So I'm, I'm it's really go. good. Though. You're, you're, you're is, if it, is it, is it an anime from the nineties? No, then I'm not watching the dub. Um, <laughs> Back All right, uh, I miss people. the stiff acting. I'm trying to end. I'm trying to end the show here. Back in my day, people smoked dubs. <laughs> Back in my day, they didn't know how to end the show, so this is how we do it. Oh my goodness! I just want the show to be over, please. It's it's dinner time. Get to eat some quinoa pasta. That's right. Like, isn't quinoa something? Yeah. It is. Quinoa sounds like something a hipster would make up just so he sounds more pretentious. Uh, kind of does. But it's a super. Quinoa. Cool. I had quinoa. <laughs>
Focaccio. We'll decide a Focaccio. <laughs> what's what's Focaccio? Yeah, what's that? What's <laughs> it's a kind of cheese. Oh. I don't think you would have quinoa with cheese. It's not that great. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.